Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the Players NIL Podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce uh, someone that's become a good friend of the company, a good friend of the program, and uh, an unbelievable student athlete, an unbelievable NIL athlete. She's part of our inaugural class of NIL storytellers. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Grayson Johns. Grayson, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited too, Grayson, because I always learn things during these conversations and I'm not sure where we're going to go and where this is going to take us, but I know that I'm going to know more about you and more about your dreams at the end of this conversation. So I start off every podcast with a really simple question. I use two words, athletics and sports. So athletics is, you know, participation part of your sports journey. Sports is the fandom part. You know, when you were young, did you go to a game? Did you go to a match? Did someone take you somewhere? Who played kick in the backyard? Who played catch? What did you do? Was it a neighbor? Was it a parent? Was it a grandfather, a grandmother? Was it a, you know someone in your in your neighborhood that taught you about sports? So let's go to sports as a fan. When you were young, tell us a little about where you grew up and your first exposure to sports. Yeah, so I grew up in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, I lived in just a typical neighborhood, small yard, but everyone around me, all my neighbors were kind of my age. Uh, so we were always outside. Uh, talking to my parents now, they always call, kind of called me like the leader of of the neighborhood, kind of. I, I always would be the first one going outside, uh, wanting to play tag and, and stuff like that with everyone. We played roller hockey. I mean, you name it, we were probably outside playing it. Um, so I think I've always just kind of had like the competitive edge in me just because I'm always trying to beat the boys in the neighborhood. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was always, it was always fun. Uh, I definitely was an active child, uh, growing up. So. None of that surprises me. Who were some of the sports figures that you looked up to or what teams did you cheer for down there in Bethesda? Yeah, I honestly didn't watch a ton of professional sports. Uh, growing up, for sure, I really enjoyed watching soccer. Um, and at the time growing up, I really enjoyed watching Hope Solo. Uh, she was the goalkeeper for the U.S. national team. Um, that whole that whole team with Abby Wambach, uh, you know, all of them, Carly Lloyd. Uh, I just remember sitting uh, in in my living room, uh, during the World Cup and all that stuff um, with my mom and just yelling at the TV as if they could hear us. Um, I, I have some great memories watching the U.S. national team growing up with my family. But Yeah, I'm not surprised that, you know, you fit right into that demographic. I think they won two World Cups during your uh, formative years. So so you enjoyed, you know, kicking the snot out of the boys in the, in the neighborhood. You enjoyed watching soccer. You know, tell us about your athletic journey now, when you started playing, your first teams, your travel teams. And then get to, you know, when did you realize, oh, I, I actually could do this in high school and maybe even beyond. So tell us a little bit about your athletic journey. Yeah, so I think I was good growing up. I don't think I was was great. I think it really took until my junior year of high school where I realized that I was really good and, and wanted to kind of pursue that at the next level. Uh, I just didn't really know what that entailed. Uh, I thought when I was I was a freshman, sophomore, I was going to Division One ID camps and and stuff like that. I really I I thought I could I could go to like go to a top ten school. Uh, I found out very quickly that that is a lot harder uh, and something that I didn't really want to do. Um, so then 
just looking at the division three level, it just kind of worked for me. It worked uh, with my family. Uh, it worked for me academically. Uh, it worked socially. And then the athletic piece uh, fit perfectly. Um, so, yeah. I love that story because, you know, at the Players NIL, we talk about using athletics to better our lives. And, and unfortunately, you know, we sensationalize the Hope Solos, the Abby Wambachs, the stars, right? And God bless them, you know, incredible talent, incredible work ethic, all those things, the sacrifice, you know, to to get to that level. But even the Division One level, and I know you work with Division One athletes now, we'll talk about that, but, you know, it's a big commitment. But I don't think Division Three is any less of a commitment. It may be a different level of athlete, but you're still a student athlete. You're still doing all of the things, you know, on an hourly basis, daily basis, weekly basis, in season, off season. So, you know, I, I want people to understand that, you know, college athletics is an opportunity. The very few go to the national team. Very few go to the professional sports leagues. But in between, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids, student athletes, who use athletics to create opportunities. So you figure that out. You decide that Division three is your level. You enroll at McDaniel College. Tell us about some of the early lessons, maybe your first day in practice, the first tough penalty kick you had to stop. Tell us a little bit about that journey. It was tough coming in. It was the COVID year. So uh, we didn't have our season my freshman year. And we kind of came in with the mentality that like we could get shut down or not play uh, whenever. So as a freshman class, our freshman class, I think, had 14 to begin with. I think now we're at 10. Um, but yeah, it was it was tough for sure. We didn't have a season in the fall. Uh, practices were really rough. Uh, we weren't allowed to share balls with each other, so we couldn't pass. Uh, we were all separated. We have two fields right next to each other. We were all separated out uh, across the two fields. Everyone was in like a six by six box, uh, just kind of doing ball work. And it it, it sucked. <laughs> like it, it was, it was tough. It was, it was tough, but I think that, it kind of put a mentality in all of us that we don't know when the last time that we could play is. So going into then my sophomore season, it, it kind of taught us the lesson that every single practice is could be the last. Um, and that's the year that we won the, the conference championship. So I like to think that that mentality uh, of just the grittiness and the hard work uh, and not really knowing when or if we could get shut down because of a pandemic uh, kind of helped pave, pave that for us. Um, but yeah, it was definitely rough my freshman year. Uh, but at the end of the day, like that's probably one of the biggest lessons and looking back on it now, I'm very thankful, uh, for the pandemic, uh, and just, just the way that it kind of shaped our program and all of like our mentality. So. Yeah, I think the pandemic made uh, made all of us take a step back and realize how fortunate we were when we had less restrictions and, and less health concerns. And you know, good for you for recognizing that. So you've you've used athletics to better your life. You get to college, you're having a great experience as a student athlete. It's some of the best friends of your life, probably for the rest of your life, and mm -hmm. great experiences. But you have this little twitch in you. I'm going to guess you have this entrepreneurial bug. Mm -hmm. You have this thought that you know athletics is great, but you have you have a creative side to you. And you have a, a very talented artistic side in terms of content development. Where'd that come from and how did that get started? 
It's funny, actually, because growing up, my twin sister actually was always more of the creative person. She was the one that got the GoPro uh, for her birthday. She was the one that got the photography camera. Um, so it's just kind of funny seeing like the like the switch, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't really know that I had a creative side until I picked up the camera my junior year of high school. Um, and everything just kind of fit into place. And I'm, I'm very grateful to be where I'm at right now. And I just want to keep growing and building uh, as a content creator. You know, we talk about, first of all, I want to say that that's very interesting that you're a twin because I interviewed Gib Versfeld the other day. He's a twin as well. Yes, I didn't know I do that. Know that. <laughs> maybe, there's a, maybe there's a common theme here. But so you're a, ju you're a junior in high school. You start to create things. What was the first thing that you remember that you created? You, you still have it on digital file somewhere? Oh, yeah, it's on YouTube. You can go find it if you, it's bad. Uh, and I thought it was really good. I mean, at the time, it was really good. But um, it's on YouTube. I was kind of embarrassed to be doing it. So I stood in the press box of a girls lacrosse game at my high school. And I stood in the press box. I was filming from the press box. No one knew I was there. Uh, edit was, it's just not, it doesn't, it's not good compared to what I'm doing now. It's just not good. It is, it's a lot of fun looking back on it. Just looking back on the old projects that I did. Um, but everyone loved it. And I absolutely like fell in love with the process. Uh, I think a few weeks later, I, I kind of stepped out of my comfort zone and decided to film from the sidelines. Um, but yeah, that's when it started. Uh, and it just had kind of taken off from there. But it, it's it's crazy. All those videos are still up on YouTube. So it, it's funny to to go back and 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 look at the old stuff. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to Google Grace and Johns on YouTube. I love it. So <laughs> you've obviously come a long way. And it's interesting. You know, we talk about NIL and that's what we're going to get to. But, you know, I often tell people, you know, you don't start an NIL journey or personal brand journey the day you step on campus in college. I think it starts in high school. You were starting to prepare athletically, athletically, but you also started to prepare for your passion, for your, you know, what may end up being your career. So tell us what you're doing now in terms of content creation, your relationship with Johns Hopkins University, which is how we met, and uh, a little bit about your 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 professional thought process right now. Yeah, so I uh, right now am a freelance content creator. Uh, I work pretty much part time, full time at Johns Hopkins University for the men's and women's lacrosse programs there. Uh, primarily in the spring, I, I'm posting. I'm doing everything on their social media accounts. Uh, I'm, I'm just creating a, a ton of content. Um, one of the coaches the other day uh, told me that he wants to stay in players' hands, and I kind of took that, uh, and that's kind of just something that, is, that has stuck with me personally and also – uh, like career-wise, um, just staying in people's hands. People are constantly scrolling on social media and it's a huge thing for recruiting, just staying in people's hands, which will translate to them staying in their minds. Um, but yeah, I'm in the spring, I'm, I'm go, go, go uh, with the content stuff while also balancing the academics uh, and, and the athlete side back at McDaniel. But it's been a lot of fun. Uh, in the summer, I try and do a, t a ton of freelance work. I just work with a ton of different people, just expand my personal network uh, while still working 
uh, with Johns Hopkins every now and again, just doing some freelance work. Um, and then in the fall, I kind of shut all of that off and focus on uh, the academics and uh, my athletic career, just because I don't have time to do both when I'm in season. Uh, and I recognized that last year. Uh, I tried to do it, and then I realized that I couldn't. Uh, so it, it's a good decision, yeah. though. It's it's nice to be able to just kind of take a step back and spend quality time with my teammates uh, and really focus on my grades in the fall. Awesome. So I have a creative question. So when you show up at the field, mm -hmm. video content, you know, story is, is storytelling, right? That's mm -hmm. what, you know, I tell people all the time about NIL. It's really storytelling. It's telling yeah. the story of your brand. You know, you happen to use a medium, you know, a video uh, medium. Uh, when you show up at the field, do you have a preconceived notion of the story you want to tell? Or how do you create the story? Is it just something you just shoot and then you do it in editing? Where's the storytelling part of your thought process go? So I have a notebook that has just a ton of different thoughts and ideas. A lot of the times I'll just be driving or I'll be in the shower or I'll be asleep. And I just come up with like these ideas and I'll just write them down in my notebook as soon as I can. <laughs> and I try and do a lot of planning of what shots I want. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, Johns Hopkins, the men's lacrosse team had their it was their last day of practice and they had like a sixes championship and it was at, I think six 30 in the morning is when uh, the game started. So I knew the sun was going to be rising and I kind of wanted to create something uh, that involved, involved the sun. Uh, so there was a bit of creative planning that, that went into that. Uh, I do try and plan a lot of my video stuff just because it makes my life easier when I go to edit uh, and have some type of storyboard of, of what I want to do. Um, but also a lot of it just depends on what I'm able to get uh, when I actually am out on the field. Um, game days are tough just because I'm trying to make every game a little bit different uh, and trying to trying to get different shots uh, and different clips. Uh, but at the end of the day, like a lacrosse game is a lacrosse game. So I, I try and get as creative as possible on game days. Uh, but the practice days are when I can really uh, kind of expand the, the, the type of shots that I want to get uh, and really just get creative with it. So if I see a 30 second clip on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, how many minutes or hours of content go into that? What, what's the condensed rate look uh -huh. like? If it's just like one like highlight, not not very long, you know, 15, 30 minutes uh, depends on how how much how edited it is basically Got it. Uh, but those the, the game day hype videos i remember last spring um johns hopkins the women's team we were planning uh a maryland hype video so that's the big rivalry uh in the maryland hype video i think i was sitting in the library for eight hours editing that uh a few days before the game yeah so it there's wow. a wide yeah wide range of of time that can be spent on this um, and I'm a perfectionist. When I have a video idea in my head, I want it to be perfect. Um, so I'll I'll sit in the library for a very long time editing. <laughs> have you taken any classes in this field or is this all self-taught? Where Where's the uh, education come from? It's primarily self-taught. A lot of YouTube yeah. and just kind of figuring it out myself. Uh, I took uh, one of my major requirements actually at school was basic video editing. Um, but it's it's basic video editing and at this point i already 
I already kind of know the basics. So that was just kind of an easy A for me, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's been primarily self-taught. I'm still learning right now. But ever since I picked up the camera my junior year of high school, I've just been slowly trying to put the pieces together and in, in learning my camera and then also learning how to edit and learning how to tell stories the best way possible. How are you going to use this passion for your career? What, what, what's your dream? I don't know. Honestly, I want to freelance for a while. I want to travel. Uh, I want to work for the NFL at some point. I think that would be pretty awesome. Uh, but I also want to help out other student athletes. Uh, I want to work at a, whether it be part-time or full-time, I, I think it'd be really awesome to work with the university um, and work with those student athletes and in, in the, in the NIL field, but then also uh, expanding, expanding their horizons more um, just with telling their stories. Cause at the end of the day, every single student athlete has a different story of where they came from and then also what they're doing. And, and I think that that is a piece of college athletics that is kind of brushed aside. Um, so I think that that, that is the special thing with college athletics that I think gets pushed aside a bit, uh, that even this year with, with Johns Hopkins, I really want to tell, tell stories more, uh, for the student athletes rather than the pro, not the program itself, but really just hone in on, focus in on, uh, the student athletes. Yeah. At the players NIL in our five pillar course, we talk about, you know, telling stories and creating an audience. And I tell people, it's not your friends at the lake on Saturday. That's friends and family or, you know, the dinner table at Thanksgiving. That's not creating an audience. Creating audiences, people that have never met you. And how do you do that? It's through storytelling, right? It's through connections. It's through in similar interests, all those things. So we're getting down to the end to the advice part. So Grayson, so I'm Grayson Johns. I'm a junior in high school now. I want to be an athlete, but I'm really interested in content creation. And I'm trying to figure out how do I do both for my NIL journey. Give me some words of wisdom and some tips to the 17, 18 year old Grace and John starting all over again, but with today's wisdom that you've acquired. I would just say, keep at it. Uh, it can be really frustrating sometimes. Uh, I would get very frustrated when I first started uh, doing content. It's, it's hard. It's frustrating. Uh, there's not a ton of help online. Uh, I mean, you have the YouTube videos, but other than that, it's it's, it's hard to get information, uh, but I would just say keep at it uh, and ask questions. Um, I am not one to hide information from other creatives that are looking for help. Uh, I just want to grow um, the, the creative world, I guess. Um, so ask questions. Don't be afraid to to mess up a few times. Uh, but just keep at it. If, if, if you like, if you love it enough, uh, just keep at it. Uh, because at the end of the day, people, people will see your stuff and, uh, connections will be made and, and that's, that's when you grow and, and learn. So just, just keep at it no matter how frustrating it gets. <laughs> Use that athletic mentality, right? Never give up. I love yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> so where can our audience and our followers find you online? Here's your chance to shamelessly plug all of your socials. <laughs> My Instagram is Grayson Johns. Uh, that's where you can find all my my content stuff. Uh, Twitter is Grayson underscore Johns. Those are the two primary, primarily the two that I use. So, yeah. And we can follow Johns Hopkins across social because most of that yes. video content comes from you, right? 
Yes, please do. We, we'll start up big time January 7th, I believe, is when the men start. So, yeah, go give awesome. go give a follow for sure. There we go. Hey, listen, it's it's great. I'm, I'm so happy to have you as part of the NIL Storytellers family here at the Players NIL. I know you're going to do great things, and uh, we continue to support you and wish you well on your journey. Um, we're going to take you up on that mentorship opportunity. I think uh, you have a lot to offer, and I think there's probably, you know, a lot of young girls out there with similar dreams and aspirations that you had, and I'm sure that uh, you can serve as a role model. So I say congratulations, but, um, you know, the job is not done. I know that you still have bigger dreams, and I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you, Mark, so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, Grayson, have a great day. Thank you, you too.